0: You're welcome to a Disciple in the Nation's recording of the Fountain of Wisdom Ministries. At the Fountain of Wisdom Ministries, we endeavor to bring God's wisdom to you to enable you to fulfill God's purposes for your life. God's Word is loaded with His wisdom. In this recording, we trust that the Spirit of God will minister the wisdom of God to you. Happy listening. So today, we're just going to look at the ingredients of a breakthrough. Because the God of a breakthrough wants to walk through you. He doesn't just want to walk for you. He wants to walk through you. So, in David and Goliath's case, 1 Samuel 17, from verse 26, Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Now, I want you to catch that statement straight away. David recognized that this Goliath is defying the armies of the living God. You know what I said the last point? That when you become an agent for the breakthrough for others, your own breakthrough is around the corner. How did David think? Do you think that Saul's men and all the other soldiers, they saw themselves as armies of the living God? They saw the guy as reproaching uh, the, 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 the armies of the living God? No, they saw themselves as armies of Israel. Is that not true? They didn't see themselves as armies of the living God. So you see the sense of identity right there at the first ingredient if you want to have a breakthrough in your life. Can I hear a loud amen? Am I talking to everybody here? You see, because David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Because circumcision is the key to their covenant. He said, who is this one that not non-circumcised and is defying the armies of the living God? So David was not attempting to fight for his own glory. He was not attempting to fight to make himself popular. He was saying this is like seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added. Am I making sense to anybody? That somebody can look at a problem and identify that problem as something that this is not befitting for the kingdom of God. So I'm going to do something about it. Or I want to do something about it. You know what I found out? Those who have that mindset easily walk more in the power of God. Those who don't have that mindset, they are waiting for God. Hello. So let's go on. I want to believe by faith that you are hearing what I'm saying. And you are understanding what I'm saying. David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should do what? Defy the armies of the living God. And the people answered him in this manner, saying, "So shall it be done for the man who kills him." Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David and said, "Why did you come down here, and with whom have you left these few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride. Can you please let me put on? I know your pride. Hello. Why have you done this? I know your pride and insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. How many of you know that that was Eliab's opinion of David? Mm -hmm. Does he have a right to his opinion? Yes. Yes. But did David buy into his opinion? That's an opportunity for an offense. Do you want to know one of the things that stops people's faith from working easily? Shall I tell you? Offense. Offense. Is the easiest thing to stop anybody because faith worked by love so when offenses hatred bitterness anything like that sets into motion it can stop your faith from working and watch the enemy he will make sure that the opportunity will come Eliab his elder brother eldest brother said what have you come to do here why did you come with whom have you left the ship you know what he was trying to do? He said, I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered, these people answered him as the first ones did. Now, when the words which David spoke were heard, can you see David avoiding offense? Everybody said he avoided offense. Listen, my brother, my sister. If there's anything you should deeply make sure you don't allow if you're going to walk with the God of the breakthrough is not allow offenses in your heart. They will come. It's not a case of if they come. They will come. Somebody's going to say something. Somebody's going to do something. Somebody's going to act in such a way. But you have made up your mind. Say loud amen. Then he went on to say uh, verse 31. Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul, and he sent for him. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him, for your servant will go and fight with this with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. Ever say opinion. Can you see another opinion there? Was this man right? Correct. Saul was right. The king said, you are not a soldier. You have not been trained. This guy has been a soldier from his youth. How can you, a shepherd boy, go and meet a trained soldier and expect to beat him? Once again, an opinion has been expressed. Just like I told you about offenses, opinions will be expressed. And there will be naturally correct opinions. But you are the one to know whether your own God is not limited by natural opinions. Because what I want us to do at the end of today's service, short as it may be, is to stand up and say, from this day forward, I commit to doing the word, and I release my faith that this month of June is my month of breakthrough. Can I hear a loud amen? (laughs) Because, you see, I'm taking the time so you understand that it is not, a lot of times we think we lack faith. No, we don't. it's not that we lack faith. Because everyone who is born again has faith. Everybody's got faith. Your faith might not be as strong, yes, but you have faith. But what normally happens is that offenses will come, we allow them. Opinions, some of those opinions are not a function from outsiders. It might be from your own head. And those opinions will negate your faith inside you. And so by the time you are talking, even you don't have faith that what you are saying will come to pass. Do you know what a lot of believers have started doing now? We only pray for what is probable and possible. Talk to me. We only pray for what is what? Probable and possible. Anything that is impossible, (laughs) we don't want to raise our hopes too high. Hello. So when they say lay hands on the sick, you say, well, you know, go and try. Others, not me. So let's read on. It says, let no man's heart fail him. Your servant will go and fight this. And verse 33 again. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight him, for you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And you see, saw David now remembering some victories he had. When Pastor Funka was leading on, she said, every one of us, God has done something for us. And she didn't know what I was going to preach there. But it's so true. Why is it that David could recall what God did for him and not allow the opinion that looks obvious to the natural stop him from walking in faith? That's the big question. Hello, somebody. <laughs> I mean, if you know, that's a good question to ask. Watch this. It says, um, verse thirty-four. But David said to Saul, "Your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it. I went out after it and struck it, and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine." will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of a living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from what? The hand of this Philistine. And and Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Wow. How I many of you think this was something else? I mean... When I read such things, I ask myself two questions. Number one question is, did David get a prompting from the Holy Spirit that he wants to do it, or David took the initiative by himself? i like to know that. Why? So when I take initiative, I know whether or not I'm in the right course. The second thing is, what are the ingredients in the life of David that could give him such confidence, looking at the natural reality that it was impossible for him to kill this giant, but counting on the testimonies of what God has done. And did you see how he recorded those testimonies? He did not say, God just delivered me. He said, I went after the lion. I went after the bear. That's why I call it the God of the breakthrough. Because he wants to do it through you. Amen. A lot of us would rather run home and tell daddy. Daddy, daddy, daddy. The lion came after the bear. After the sheep. And I escaped. Daddy would say, thank God that you escaped. True or false? The, the bear came after the sheep and I escaped. Thank God that you escaped. And when David would see the, lion, I mean the giant, he would say, what's my own? They told me to bring cheese to my brothers. I have brought cheese. I'm not a soldier. Thank God I can go back home. I do if you know that defines the life of many believers today. What is the challenge? Why are we not seeing many Davids rise up? I want you to answer me some of those things. Maybe not in the message, but tell me later. Why is it that we're not seeing many of Davids rise up? Why are we just content to say, you know what? I couldn't do it, so I left it. You know what? And you know, if David had done so on the lion and the bear's occasion, the dad of David would have been happy that David is safe. Talk to me. And if David saw the Goliath and he did the same, the dad would be happy still. And Eliab would say, I told you he's a proud boy. So he avoided offense. He avoided the natural. And he still went out. To say, this uncircumcised Philistine has defied the armies of a living God. Who is this one? The God who delivered me from the lion and from the bear. How many of you think David must have had may have had some failures in between the lion and the bear story, but he did not deliberately recall the failures. He recalled only the successes. I don't know about you, but I want to win my next battle. I want to overcome the next giant. And I want to overcome it in such a way that will bring the glory to the Father. Is anybody in this house like that? Am I talking to the right people? Are you willing to pay the price? Is it an easy price? No. No, it's not. Hello. So let's see how far we can go with David because what we want to do all through this series is to examine breakthroughs in the Bible and look at the ingredients that we can learn from them. Say aloud, loud amen. For time's sake, I'll just highlight what David did from 1 Samuel 17 from verse 40. Bible says he chose five smooth stones from the brook. <laughs> Somebody says five represents grace. G-R-A-C-E. <laughs> five smooth stones. I don't know why he chose five, but maybe that's what his experience taught him. Put it in the pouch. Can you see this guy doing what he knew to do and still counting on God? Did you catch that? So two things I learned from David. Everybody say intimacy and confidence. Because of his intimacy with the Lord, how do I know he has that intimacy? Because when you read the book of Psalms, you see a lot of things that he wrote. He was open to God. He was a worshiper. So he built intimacy. And that intimacy bred confidence. Do you know the secret of confidence? Time spent. Anything you spend your time with in, you build confidence around it. Intimacy and confidence are the two things I see in the life of David and in the lives of so many people. But in addition to intimacy and confidence, is a man who is dedicated to seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing will be added. Can I hear a loud amen? In other words, if you are dedicated, for instance, to seeking first his kingdom and you see somebody seek, you're not just going to look at the person and say, what did that person take that made him sick? What did that person do that made him sick? you will be looking at that person from the angle of Jesus Christ. You shed your blood by your stripes. This person's healing has been procured. I position myself for that healing to be made manifest. Am, am I talking here? But if you were one of those, and this is why a lot of people's faith don't work. shall I tell you? We criticize everybody else. Oh, this one, did this, oh, that one, he did. Oh, da, 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 da. And when it comes to time to apply faith, how would you be confident that God will heal that person? When even you have judged the person as deserving of that sickness. Am <laughs> I making sense? So you see why it calls for a changed lifestyle. That's when we read Second Corinthians 5, it says that, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, for we once knew Christ after the flesh. But if anyone is in Christ, is a new creature. All things are what? And everything has become. Can you please let? Do you know the old man that died with Christ is the old you before you got born again? That spirit man that had trained your, old, your soul is the one that died. The one that got born again is the resurrected you that God raised when Jesus was raised from the dead. Say amen. But that old, new man that you have, still has the old soul that has been trained by the world, trained by your past. And so that old soul is still critical. That old soul is still looking at things from a worldly perspective. So when it comes to operating by faith, that old soul is saying, forget it. Don't raise your hopes too high. But today that is changing in Jesus' name. Now, let's look at this. He said, then Philippines, sorry, Verse 41, so the Philippine came and stood and began drawing near to David. And the man bought the shield, who bought the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, it disdained him. See, yet another opinion. The first opinion was offense. Second opinion was a natural one. The third one was now an attack. <laughs> it disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. So the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you came to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air, to the beasts of the field. Verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. Did David deny the reality? No. But I come to you. <laughs> Say it with me. I come to you. In the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Please, how can a young boy have confidence in the name of God in the face of his own death? (laughs) How can a young boy, well, of course, the lion could have killed him. The bear could have killed him, but he has seen the power of God and he knows the power of God can deliver him. And this uncircumcised Philistine will go down like the lion and the bear. How many of you will say, I receive that in the name of Jesus? Yes, I want, you see, the goal of this series of messages is I want us to get to that place where we're no longer playing Christianity as a religion. We're walking in the reality of God's power. That's my heart cry. And that's what I've prayed for. And I pray that anyone, when I was praying, I heard that somebody had a blood condition that is not curable. It is cured now in Jesus' name. Any condition that they say is not curable, forget it. It's cured now. Because we are stepping into that realm of power. We're stepping into that realm of breakthroughs. Anything that the enemy has said will not happen and you desire to happen, this is your month for it to happen. I don't care if you bring somebody who's walking on a wheelchair or whatever, bring them to church on Sundays. We'll pray for them. You will pray for them and you will see them rise. Why? Because we are all going to be in this thing together. Let's go through this quickly. It says, David was saying, you come against me with a sword, with a spear, and all of that. But he had more confidence in the name of the Lord. This day, verse 46, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I like that. I like that. You know what I like about that? Faith is now. Now, faith is. It didn't say one of these days. Is that what he said? He said, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you. Can you believe this? And take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air, and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Can you see his motivation again? Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into, did you notice he didn't say into my hand. He said into, remember when Peter looked at that guy at the gate, he said, look on us. He didn't say look on me. There's something these guys understood that you and I need to understand. He said the Lord will give you into our hands. Did David think that he's going to be fighting with the children of Israel to go and beat Goliath? He knew he was going to go alone. But he also knew he was representing the God of the armies of Israel. Can you recognize that anything you are facing, you, because of your commitment to the kingdom, that thing is not just facing you as an individual, but it's facing you as a representative of the kingdom of God. How many of you can make that transition? <laughs> you see, anything God has promised you, it's not God who is withholding it. But there are certain ingredients that need to be in place. One of them is to embrace kingdom culture, kingdom focus, kingdom desire. Why? So that when the results come, we give the glory to him. That motivation in itself is one of the secrets of the flow of God's power. How many people are hearing my heart? Yeah. Are you hearing something? Yeah. Let's go on quickly. It says, Then all this assembly shall know, give you into our hands. Verse 48. So it was, when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the. Can you imagine this guy? <laughs> he didn't walk slowly, he ran. Amen. Where did that kind of confidence come from? From intimacy with God. Amen. He ran. Hey, what if God chose not to do it at that time? (laughs) What if God chose not to answer your prayer this time? You see, they did not serve a God who they believe can choose not to answer their prayers. (laughs) You are the one serving that God who you believe can choose not to answer your own prayers. Their own belief is that if they are in harmony with this God, with his kingdom purposes, with his kingdom mandate, they have no problem because of their intimacy and their confidence, he will back them up. Amen. A lion came after a bear, I mean, after a, a lamb. David did not run home. He went after it. Why? My dad told me to watch over this lamb. You, you lion, you better leave this lamb alone or else. And he went after the and he killed the lion. But who did he give the credit to? Talk to me. Who did he give the credit to? That is where the motivation is the key to the power. A lot of us are not ready to give. Did I tell you why I'm saying so much of this because when Peter raised that guy, he said, Why look on us as if our own holiness and whatever made this man whole? But faith in the name of Jesus made this man whole. You know what I see Peter do? He denied himself. When you read in one other day, we are going to read John 15. He says, the fruit, the, 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 the branch that bears fruit, he prunes. That means he cuts something out of it. Deny yourself. Crucify the flesh. All of them, you are cutting something out of it. Can I hear an amen? amen? Shall I give you one secret in life? If you're going to walk with God all through your life, be perpetually ready to deny yourself. Did you hear me? It's not just deny yourself only when it's sinful. Be perpetually ready. When the Bible says you should forgive, somebody offends you, you should forgive them. Won't you deny yourself of retaliation? Talk to me. When the Bible says you should love, won't you deny yourself? Which instruction do you want to obey from the word of God that will not crucify your flesh? Because we have not embraced it like that. So we're looking for what is convenient. No, you don't understand. These guys are not looking for what is convenient. They were looking for how to honor their God. Can I hear an amen? And I hear a loud amen. Okay, so let me begin to round this up now, because of all the things we want to do today. It says the Philippines the Philistine rose and came and drew near to meet David. Hey, verse 48, so it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in, the, in his bag and took out a stone. And he slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine took he sword and ran and drew it out of the sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Now, when the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted, uh-huh, and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley of the gate to the gates of Ekron, and the wounded of the Philistines fell along the road to Shaarim, Sha- whatever, even as far as Gath and Ekron. So the lesson is this. What Was was this initiated by David or by the Lord? I believe it was initiated by David. Say amen. Just like Peter at the gate, beautiful, was initiated by Peter. Now back to David. Where did he get his confidence? How come we seem to remember defeats more than victories? (laughs) Is that not a good question? How come we seem to remember defeats more than victories? Did you notice a seeking first of the kingdom of God? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? that he should defy the armies of the living god we see a strength of identity a sense of confidence born out of intimacy with god the freedom to take initiatives expecting god's power to back him up i'm sure you have been blessed we'd like to hear from you now you want more of this recording you can write to us and if you want to get more information about Found on Wisdom Ministries, please check us at the website www.fowm.org. God bless you.